live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Welcome to Get Associated. I'm your host, Kathy Watina. This month on Get Associated, we're really focusing on how to become a home buyer, how to get financing, um, and we really feel that that starts with making sure that you're well-informed. Today, I've invited Eric Goins with our Keystone Community Development Corporation, and he teaches a first-time homebuyers class. Welcome, Eric. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So first, I just want our audience to get to know you. So tell me a little bit about you, what you do for Keystone, but also, um, you know, I know you work for CUFG is what your title is. You're the marketing manager, correct? Correct. And um, so what is CUFG? What is Key- how does Keystone involved in that? And how is ACU involved in it? Um, so CUFG is... Um the credit union service organization. So it's an arm of ACU of Texas. Um, what it is, is it, it um, gives ACU the ability to have um, other companies involved that are actually for profit. So real estate, insurance, um, those kinds of things um, give back to the members to offer those things, more, more services to the members um, of ACU of Texas and really to the general public. So uh, insurance and real estate can be for anybody. You don't have to be a member of ACU to use uh, ACU of Texas to use that, as well as um, Keystone CDC is a nonprofit, so, whereas ACU of Texas is a not-for-profit. There's a little bit of difference. So um, Keystone CDC is a 501c3, so we're, we don't make money. Um, each year, we just provide services to the community. So really, we're focused on community, and really what, what Keystone CDC is focused on is providing a home buyer class, doing some counseling to be able to get people into a home through ACU, um, through the mortgage department. So that's really the big, biggest focus for Keystone CDC. Well, we are glad that we have that service offered um, to our members. It's really how we kind of encompass everything under one roof. You can walk into any ACU of Texas and walk out with, you know, your mortgage taken care of, your insurance, having a real estate agent. And I know that that can get very confusing. Um, Eric, as you know, I did just do this process in the last year. And so having that help through ACU and um, really just getting to be your office mate um, really helped me to be able to do that. So to offer that to our listeners and to be able to tell them how they can come in and do that is um, obviously very important to me personally, since I did go through it. Um, Eric, I said you're the marketing manager, but you do so much more than that. Um, What is your history with ACU of Texas? What have you, um, how long have you been here? So um, I've been with ACU of Texas or CFG for about two years now. Um, I have actually a little over two years, um, but I have about 20 years of marketing experience. So um, I've worked in magazine industry. I've worked in the newspaper industry, nonprofit industry. So um, medical industry, uh, you name it, I've kind of been doing marketing for a long time. So, um, and, and most of the nonprofits that I've worked for, um, it kind of becomes a um, all hands on deck. So you learn and get skills that um, not necessarily pertain to your job. So um, I think that kind of 
fits well for me here. So uh, like you said, I, I kind of do a whole lot more than just marketing. So uh, there's operations involved and um, that kind of thing. So um, I'm happy to do it. I'm glad to be working for um, ACO of Texas, but uh, really CFG and all the entities under CFG. So um, like you were saying, um, the biggest part about um, going through the home buying process and being to have all these services under one roof is that, um, like you said, you're you get a mortgage, you've got to have insurance, you've got to have um, all those things in place to be able to move forward. Well, if you can do it all in one place, that's kind of what CFG does is we're, we allow credit unions to kind of have that all in one place um, ability. So you walk in to get your mortgage, you get your insurance, you get your realtor, you get all of that all at once instead of uh, feeling like you've got to go hunt people down or, or do the research to find somebody reputable if, if you already feel comfortable with your credit union, you're probably going to feel comfortable with the mortgage department, you're going to feel comfortable with whoever they recommend insurance-wise, and then you're going to feel comfortable with whoever they recommend real estate, realtor-wise. So yeah. um, that's kind of makes it easy for someone to walk in and feel like they're being taken care of instead of going, okay, now I've got the loan process, but now who do I talk to insurance-wise? Or how do I even start that going? Or, oh, yeah. now I've got to go talk to a realtor. Or, now that I've got the pre-approval, I've got to go find a realtor. And, oh, now that I've got that, well, now what do I do? Like, So instead of sending them away out of the building over and over and over, you just keep them in-house and you have people you can refer them to or even get on yeah. the phone right then and there. And people who you can trust. And, yeah, everything was so smooth being that – you know, a lot of people have to provide a lot of information to their realtor, to their mortgage, to, and you know, all that was like seamless for me because it was just a conversation that was happening, um, behind the scenes. Uh, and then on top of that, one thing that I loved about, uh, the process here was that they did, everyone told me, you know, if you feel like you need to shop around, go shop around. Um, I chose to, um, it was actually highly encouraged just by us just saying like, we want to make sure you know that we're not. And it was just, it was, it was the best in the area as far as my situation goes. It was the best, um, you know, we just had a really simple loan. So it was just, we had never bought a house before. We didn't have a lot. And so it was just really easy. It was an easy process no matter who we went to. And ACU had the best services for us. So um, we're, we're big with our insurance people of, of telling people to shop around. And, and if, you know, if you can find a better rate somewhere else, we'll be happy to look at that policy and make sure that you're getting, you know, good coverage. But if you've got a better policy somewhere else, then we'll, we won't try to switch you over or change anything. You're you're good with what you want, you know, what you have. So um, that's the one big thing our insurance um, department is really good about doing is that if you've got a good policy somewhere else and you're saving money, then we're not going to try to force you to come over to us. For sure. Um, so, again, I always like to use my own personal situation because it's what I know. One of the things that was hard for me, like I said, was where do I start? Do I do I come to, you know, Keystone Real Estate first? Do I go to ACU for the mortgage first? What Like, what do you recommend um, when you're purchasing a home? Where do you start? So... Um through the CDC, um, taking you know taking a home buyer class and, and learning how to um, teach the home buyer class, really the big thing that that even HUD pushes is that people get educated, and through education you've got to take a class. So um, taking the first time home buyer class and really understanding the process and understanding all of that is really 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 helpful. Do you have to take a class? No, no one has to take a class. Um, you know you can go straight to a lender and get pre-approved and then find a realtor. Usually realtors don't really want to talk to you unless you've got some kind of pre-approval. And the reason for that is that when you go talk to a lender and get pre-approval, they now at least have a starting cost, a starting amount that they're going to work with. So if you've been pre-approved uh, by a mortgage department um, for, say, 150 
now a realtor knows that you're good in the 150 range. Mm -hmm. If you go to see a realtor and you say, well, I think I want about a $200,000 house, they might work for a month or two on finding you a $200,000 house and then turns around you can't even afford a 160 house. So then they've done all this work for no reason. So realtors really don't want to talk, really don't want to talk to people until they've got a, a pre-approval. Um, and that just gets you at least understanding the, the money side of it before you start looking at the house side. I completely agree with that. Um, just quick story. Whenever I first started looking for houses, it was a couple of years before I started working here and we were looking, um, actually at a lot less than what we could actually afford because we didn't know, we had no idea what we could afford and we were just scared and numbers were big, whether it was a hundred or, you know, a million, it was, everything seemed like a huge number to us. So we started looking with a realtor. Um, they were able to look with us. We did have some pre-approval, but we didn't know, we really just didn't know the process. And, um, it wasn't until I sat down with an ACU mortgage person that I really understood what I was going through. And I wish I would have done it in the opposite um, frame. I, one, I wish I would have started with um, ACU or at least explained to the person who was doing the mortgage more of my situation, been more open. I think that that's probably my biggest advice to people is don't be scared to be open. Like, I finally was like, okay, I'm, I've tried to do all this on my own and I don't know. Here's all my bills. What, what, and I finally was just 100% honest and they were like, oh, okay, let's walk through this. And so I think being, going in with an open and honest, like attitude, what really yeah. will help the process along. Well, and you also don't have any hiccups along the way. If, if, if you try to hide something as they're doing the lending process, they're going to find a student loan that never was paid or, yeah. or whatever else. So, and I don't even think like for yeah. us, it wasn't about hiding things. It was just sure. about not knowing right. like, and it was being like, Oh, I'm supposed to know all this. Yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah. So even if you thought it went away or, or whatever, you know, you know, we've, we've all been young and, and somewhat dumb in the past and have made bad decisions on whether it's financial or, you know, um, getting a credit card we shouldn't have had or whatever. So as long as you are open to your, your mortgage lender, your loan, loan officer, the really the better, because there won't be any hiccups down the road. Yeah. So, um, we don't see a ton of hiccups, but I have heard, um, some stories, even just teaching the class from some of the people in the class that some little horror stories about, you know, whether it's their, um, identity got um, stolen yeah. and you know, they had to deal with that. So if you don't tell people that that happened, it's going to come up at some point and it might turn into you not getting the home that you've already thought you were going to get. And it's just the process. So the more you can be or open, scaring other yeah. people, that was yeah. what we were scared of the whole time. Yeah. We were waiting for the hiccup. It was right. like, once it goes down to writing, it's going to be awful. Yeah. And it never happened. And it was just because we were so open and honest, but that's, you know, you've mentioned the class a couple of times you've mentioned HUD. So let's go back and kind of just talk about what, what is HUD? What does it mean? So, um, HUD is the housing and urban development. So, um, that's really, um, the arm of the federal government that allows people to, um, get into a home. So, um, usually in urban areas, but there are areas that you can get into a home. So, um, really what HUD's trying to do is just get people, um, out of that perpetual uh, renter's uh, lifestyle and actually yeah. into a home. So become a homeowner. Um, once you become a homeowner, you're a little more stable. You're gonna you're gonna stay with a job longer. You're gonna gotta do that stuff. So um, the class that we teach is a HUD certified class. So um, 
being a HUD certified class, not only did your program have to meet their requirements, but it has to be an eight hour class. So, um, and what happens is at the end of that, you get a certification, uh, you get a certificate that you've passed that class, that you've gone through the eight hours of training. Um, and when you give that to your lender or your loan officer, sometimes there are things they can do to get some of the down payment um, deferred, or they can kind of give, give you some help with that. Um, there are, um, certain programs, grant programs, and that kinds of things that you have to have HUD certification. You have to have gone through a class to be able to get that. Um, I know there's one that, that ACU of Texas uh, Mortgage Department uses uh, pretty often that um, they require them to take that HUD class. And so they uh, want you to turn that certificate in so that you can get that funding. And I think the funding that they usually get for those um, is about $10,000. So $10,000 towards down payment on a home is a lot of money That's for people. That's a lot of money, for sure. So definitely um, when you're looking into homebuyers classes, I know I've seen a lot online. Um, we are thankful here at ACU of Texas, and Eric offers them all over the area. He doesn't just sit in our office, but you do have some coming up at our League City corporate office, but also in Deer Park, and you've had them in Pearland as well. Right. So we had one in Pearland um, right after the new year. Um, we had a couple here in February. We have one in Deer Park on March 21st. It's a Saturday. Um, and then we also have one May 2nd in Lamarck um, that we're uh, filling up seats pretty quickly. So if people want to get uh, into those, they need to register on our website, keystonecdc.org, and then go to the Home Buyer tab. Perfect. So we're going to repeat all of that again towards the end. So if you didn't have a pen ready, um, just know that in the next five to 10 minutes, we're going to be going back to that. So take your time to go ahead and grab that while um, we're talking about some other benefits that you're going to receive. So kind of walk me through the day on just the basics of what people are going to go through. So really through the class, um, it's just a lot of information about um, how the home buying process works and kind of um, what to look for, who to talk to, those kinds of things. So um, there, there are six main objectives um, that make up the class. Um, so it's managing your money. So you've got to understand where your money is, how you do it. Um, the biggest thing with the loan officers, they're going to look at your debt to income ratio. And mm -hmm. if you don't know that you have more money going out than coming in, that's going to be a problem um, because you're not going to be able to afford a house. So um, they look at that. And so you need to know where your money is and how to budget and understand that. So uh, the second part that we talk about is understanding understanding your credit. So um, everyone has a credit score. Um, and so we talk about those credit scores. We talk about, uh, I, I quickly ask everyone in the room who knows their credit score or who's checked their credit score in the last uh, 30 days. And about half the room usually raises their hand. So um, the biggest thing really is knowing your credit score and where you stand financially um, with the financial institution. So uh, because that's the first thing your loan officer is going to look at is your credit score. Quick uh, shameless plug for ACU of Texas. Um, so ACU of Texas just got a new app. We just redid all of our digital platforms. Form and one of the awesome benefits is that you don't have to go outside anymore to another institution to be able to monitor your credit score. We're going to be doing that for you right on your app. Um, and so it won't affect you. It's just a good way to make sure that you know where you stand at all times. It's very important during this process. Oh, yeah. So then uh, once we do the credit part, um, we jump into the actual process of buying a home. So um, there are some steps to buying a home that we kind of follow, um, and there are about 10 of them. Um, so we go through those steps and just kind of explain those 
in an easy way so they understand exactly what those steps are. Uh, most of them actually are steps that you do kind of on your own. Um, but we want to make sure that everybody knows the steps because you definitely want to know what you want and how much you think you can afford and that kind of stuff before you even really start the process. Yeah. So um, you don't want to be swinging back and forth between uh, things as you go because you really need to kind of know, well, we need a four-bedroom house because we have two kids and we want to be able to have family in town or whatever it is. So um, you kind of want to know that stuff. So once we've gone through the process, we talk about obtaining a mortgage loan and the different kind of loans that are out there, um, which definitely help people. Um, I tell them all the time, I'm not a loan officer. I don't, I can't give you details on those, but um, you know, of course, anytime you want to speak to somebody, you can reach out to a, a loan officer um, and talk to them about those loans that they provide um, and what, what might work for you. Um, once we've done that, we talk about shopping for the home and we really talk about the things that people need to be looking for. Um, the pros and cons of the neighborhood, the pros and cons of that home, um, the pros and cons of where they work compared to where they want to live. Um, because those things are really going to, um, take a toll. So even if you, uh, live on the South, you know, let's say live near Galveston and you drive all the way into Houston for work every day, you buy a house in Galveston, you might want to sell sooner than later if you get really sick of that commute. Yeah. So um, that's a big thing is it just the house itself and where it is, what it is, all of those things, what's happening in the area. Um, does, you know, is there a local grocery store? Is there a hospital close by? Any of those things, because you don't know when you're going to need it, you know, how close it is um, if something happens. And then really the last big thing that we talk about um, is protecting that investment. So you've just made the biggest uh, investment of your life. Uh, biggest purchase of your life and now you want to take care of it um, because you want it to continue to be an investment you want to continue to have um, some equity in that home and be able to sell it when you need to sell it and maybe get something bigger or or have a goose egg um, later on um, when you get closer to retiring whatever it is you want to keep up with it because if you don't keep up with it it loses its value or at some point becomes worthless and you get kicked out or gets condemned or whatever. So um, you definitely want to keep up with your house. And, th and there's a lot to keeping up with your house uh, for people who've never done that before. You know, as a renter, everything's taken care of for you. Yeah. But as a homeowner, uh, it's all on you or you spend the money for somebody else to do it for you. So for sure. And I don't know, I'm still learning things every day that I need to do, um, you know, to make sure that we're maintaining our house. But, you know, having that class and just kind of knowing the basics, so important. Um, so are there, you know, I just going to use some more of your expertise beyond, um, just teaching the, uh, first time home buyers class, but anybody who's just looking to purchase a home, are there some standard like questions you should ask whenever you're looking for a realtor? So the biggest thing that I think, um, when you want to talk to a realtor or looking for a realtor, um, is do your research. I mean, they're all, they're all online. They're all going to be on Facebook, social media. They're all going to be on Google. Um, they probably have a website. Um, if not, you know, with whatever real estate company they're with or their own website, but look and see who you can find, um, see who's really active in the community. Just driving through a neighborhood and seeing their signs, their for sale signs is going to kind of give you an idea of who is active in the community. Um, social media, the ones that are the really good ones are all over social media all the time. They're always posting in the talk of Friendswood or talk of league city or wherever, um, Facebook pages. So it's just really paying attention and then doing your research on those people. Look into them. How long have they been a realtor? What kind of, um, certifications do they have? Um, how, you know, 
how, maybe even there's a way you can do it, but you can look into seeing how much how much um, sales they do a year. So it's not very difficult to look and find out kind of are they selling a lot of houses or are they just doing it a couple of years. So um, definitely look into and, and kind of research your realtor um, and kind of know. Um, even reach out to a couple of them and just talk to them. Feel it, see how their so their their personality is compared to your personality, and see if if it's going to be a good good match. Good fit for sure. Um, so. I always feel like I hear like, oh, don't buy a home now or, oh, no, you need to make sure you buy a home before this. Or is there a good time to buy a house? Is there a bad time to buy a house? What, what um, is all that? It really depends on um, the individual. Um, you know, obviously, uh, if you have kids, you don't want to uproot them from school in the middle of the school uh, semester um, and kind of move them across town or, or to another uh, school district in the middle. But um we really see, kind of on a global scale, we kind of see an uptick in home sales between March and April um, because you need that 30-day window to close. Um, and so if you're closing, say, in May or early June, that gives you all summer to get into that home before school starts in the fall. Um, we see a real downtick in, in home sales when school starts because everyone's trying to get a new schedule everyone's trying to get to the use of the fall it seems like it's a busy season come august september for people and it's just really hard for people to take that time to go look for homes so um you know and then as you get close to the holidays you know there are people that do put their house on the market and want to sell a house um, before the end of the year and there are people that want to buy a house maybe right before thanksgiving or right before christmas so they're in a house before you know kind of as that gift for their family before the holidays but those times of year again People get stressed. They're 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 busy buying gifts or going to Christmas parties or getting ready for Christmas or decorating whatever. And so it's really hard on people to then take enough time to look for a house or get their house in the shape to be able to sell it when they're well. I can't put a Christmas tree up because then I you know so it, it can get difficult depending on the season. Um, really, the best time to buy and sell um, is probably about this time of year. So March to early May is really the spring because you can get into a home and be somewhat comfortable by the time school starts. So if you have kids, yes. If you don't have kids and you're just a single single family, there might be times that it's hard to find a house because people don't want to sell their house, you know, uh, during the school year or when when it's a busy time of year. So um, in that case, sometimes you can get a house during the summer um, and find a house, you know, throughout the summer. So uh, usually real estate's busy um, February to July, beginning of August, yeah. and then it kind of dies out for a little bit. And then it'll get busy again in the fall um, before the holidays. Some people want to get into a house or sell, um, but then it slows down a little bit. So um, there's always a, people buying and selling houses year-round, but yeah. um, really the busy time, that really the, the good time to sell is, is March to May. Perfect. So um, kind of when we're looking at houses, and I think that you kind of mentioned some of the things that you need to look into, you know, you, you kind of need to have your wants list, you know, what school district do you want to be in, um, you know, commute, um, you do want to look at those things and making sure that you're investing. But there's some other things that I noticed when it um, when we were looking, there was some places had mud tax, some places had an HOA, some didn't, some had school tax, and the school taxes were different everywhere we looked, and the um, and then just the city taxes. What, um, as far as affecting how much you're going to pay for your home, what are those um, factors? Um, 
so your lender is going to be able to give you more information about really taxes and all of those. But you do want to know um, if you're looking in a certain neighborhood, do they have a mud tax? Is there a municipal utility district um, that is charging you for um, all of that infrastructure that they built when they built the neighborhood? So uh, that could raise that could add a tax um, on there. So that that's on top of your normal school and city taxes. Um, your HOA fees are not going to be tied to that. You're going to have to find out, oh, we pay $500 a year to have the local pool and to have lawn yeah. service for the parks and that kind of thing. So you definitely want to find out what the HOAs in the area are. Um, each each, each neighborhood is going to have the same, is it have their own HOA, and it depends on that neighborhood, the, the amenities that they provide to the residents, how much their HOA is. So um, there's a lot of people that do not like HOAs, and I get it. You know, there's times that they can be a little sticklers for certain things. But at the same time, if you don't have an HOA, you might live in a neighborhood that um, people can kind of do what they want. And then, yeah. then that that causes home values to fluctuate or be lower. So your HOA really is looking out for the best interest of the neighborhood. They're trying to keep your values up by making sure that people are mowing or painting or whatever they're doing. So um, I know a lot of us don't like HOAs because they can be a little bit of a stickler for, for rules and regulations, but they really are looking for your best interest. Definitely. Um, so I think that this is the good point because we're getting to the point where we're talking a lot about um, lending and, and kind of getting into the mortgages. So I'm excited that next week uh, Casey will be here and she'll be talking more about the mortgages and what people can expect. What um, advice do you do? You have any other advice for a first time home buyer other than just take the class and then make sure you also give them that information again? So hopefully you went and grabbed that pen and you have you're ready for him to give you when you're going to be able to get into this class. So I think I think, again, the biggest thing is is being educated. So um, come to our class. Um, come learn about the actual process and the different loans and the different, you know, credit and budgeting and all of that, um, because it can be overwhelming. This is the biggest purchase you're ever going to make in your life. And so we'd be happy to have you in our class. Um, if you don't feel like you need a class, if you feel like um, you're aware of enough of what's going on, um, then really the next big thing, and this really applies to everyone, whether you take the class or not, is knowing what you want in a house, knowing how many bedrooms you need, um, knowing, you know, if you want to be on the on the lake or you want to be on the water or you want to be near I-45 or I-10 or wherever, but also being realistic about what you can get. I mean, we'd all love an eight-bedroom, three-story, three five-bathroom bat house with an Olympic-sized swimming pool, but we can't all afford that, um, and that's just not, that's not realistic. So you've got to look at what you can afford, determine what your income allows you. You know, if you think about, okay, I pay... $1,200 in rent now or $1,500 in rent now, okay, I need to stay within about $1,500 um, a month. Um, and so what can that get me? So do the, do the calculations. Um, there's a lot of online websites that can give you those calculations and kind of help you through that process that are free that will kind of explain to you, okay, if you can afford $1,500 a month, um, this is the, about the price you should lo be looking for for a home. You can also go to your lender and say, hey, I pay $1,500 a month right now in rent. I want to stay within $1,500 
as a homeowner, and they'll do the math for you. So that, that's definitely something you can do. So I, the biggest thing I would tell anybody is decide what you want, determine what you can afford, and make sure that's all realistic. Um, you don't want to be house poor. And by house poor, um, you don't want to have such a big house or such a big payment that you get, you don't get to enjoy anything else in life. So okay. if you feel like the only thing you get to pay for every month is your, is your house and the bills that go along with the house, you're going to be frustrated because you never get to have friends over or go out or go on vacations. And so you just don't want to be house poor. That's probably the, one of the big things we tell people. So um, I really recommend anybody who uh, is interested in more information to attend our class. Our class, um, if you would like to find out dates for our class, you can go to keystonecdc.org. And there's a tab at the top for first-time homebuyers um, that will take you to the dates coming up. Uh, we keep up with that uh, on the dates, and then you can click on that and register. We there. call it a first-time homebuyers class, but I do want to reiterate that, like, if you've done the, if you haven't done this process in 15, 20 years, it's or changed. even like five years, sometimes it's changed. Um, it's changed. So let's let's get you back in that class. I don't feel like just because it says it's for first time home buyers, it's also for somebody who just hasn't done it in a while and doesn't keep up with the market. Sure thing. Cool. So thank you so much, Eric, for being on the show today. You're very welcome. And. We look forward to those homebuyer classes coming up and um, make sure you go on to the Keystone CDC website and get all of the information there. We'll see you next week on Get Associated.